0: Hey, welcome back to our third bonus episode covering golf here. Today, we're going to be talking about the post shot. You have hit your ball, and now you have that longer walk, hopefully a longer walk to that ball. And then what's the process as we're going through? We're going to have some great stuff today. Let's get after it, Ben.
1: Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C.
0: Okay, so Ben, what is the first thing that we have to be thinking about after the stroke? So
1: that, I think the, the first thing is just an honest evaluation. Did that shot suck? Was, was it terrible? Was that a great shot? Did you end up off balance? Did, were you overcompensating for the wind? Is the green moving faster than you thought? All of those things are important but this is the one that we spend the least amount of time on because it's going to happen and we are moving on and you either got 10 seconds to deal with this or 10 yards to deal with this we'll talk about that a little bit more but the the point is we'll get into later you are going to hit this ball evaluate is there anything drastic that i need to change and then forget about it and move on just like a quarterback who can't throw an interception and then be worrying the entire rest of the game oh no what if i what if this happens again and you start to play hesitant that's going to destroy your golf game it's going to inhibit your ability to just use that nice smooth muscle memory we don't need distractions we want to move on after that first step
0: All right. So after you have given yourself a honest and accurate evaluation of your shot, what's the next thing we're going into as we're heading up there?
1: So one of the things that I love that uh, Tim Kite talks about is E plus R equals O. And he wrote a book with uh, Urban Meyer that was absolutely fantastic. And it was talking about the E is the event and you have absolutely no control over it. The O is the outcome and you have, you have control over this a little bit, but really what we want to focus on is that R, that response. You have total control over your response. And so let's say, let's say your event was you hit the ball in the water and you get emotionally and visibly upset. You start you get ticked off and you start to mumble to yourself. Well, all of a sudden, what's the outcome going to be? You're now maybe going to drag that out into two or three or four bad shots, or maybe even a couple bad holes because your actions have just become this, this big event, this big distraction, this big negative expectation in your mind and in your body that you were not able to move on from. Whereas on the other side, you get a bogey. All right, well, that's done with. How are you going to respond well i'm gonna forget about it i'm gonna go back to my pre-shot routine so so controlling that r or that response is really important
0: okay so when you're talking about responding and the different ways we can do so are there is there a list of them or how do we how do we respond in different ways
1: so that there's five things that we talk about with our golfers and the first one is we want to control the controllables so we're not thinking about bad weather We're not thinking about how trashed the course is or the fairway is. We're not thinking about how good our opponent is. We're not thinking about hazards or the last shot or things like that. We wanna respond by controlling the things that we are in control of. The second one is confidence and refocus. So let's say your approach shot goes into the water. Well, that doesn't mean that you're some terrible, horrible golfer because you had one bad shot. Everybody's gonna have bad shots. The, th- the third response we talk about is weathering the storm. Storms are devastating, but they never last. And so we want to stand firm. Let's, let's say you're, you're two over through two holes. Well, those are those a couple bad holes. It's fine. We don't need to throw in the towel. We don't need to start to panic. We don't need to freak out. We're just going to weather the storm and we're going to remind ourselves, hey, this is fine. It's part of golf. We're going to move on. We're going to keep playing. The fourth one: sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, and you know at the end of the day, your value is not equal to your performance. And just because you miss a putt, or you slice a tee shot, or even something bigger, you you end up losing a tournament. You know how can this make you better for the next time? And then the fifth one: I don't know if it's really uh, socially acceptable to call it this, but when i'm golfing i like to call it psychological warfare so we've all been golfing against someone before and they have a bad shot and they just start to crumble and all of a sudden you're like oh i got this guy maybe you put a little wager on it or maybe you're in a big tournament or whatever we've all been in that scenario where the other guy starts to fall apart and so something that i like to do is you know, the other girl that I'm playing with or the other guy that I'm playing with, I'm going to respond to this adversity so unbelievably well that they're left thinking, wow, why didn't that get to him? That would bother me. If if I would have just had two terrible shots, I would, I would be a little more flustered and I would be upset. Why is he calm, cool, and collected? And so now it's almost become like a, a distraction or something that they have to think about. And so you know, while I don't necessarily condone psychological warfare on the golf course, that's just a, a something that I kind of remind myself of, Hey, I'm going to do this so well that everybody wonders how I do it.
0: All right. So I feel like a lot of these bin are all on the negative side of it, uh, which would be very applicable for myself. But what about on the other side where you have a great shot? Do you let, you know, some people let that go too far
1: absolutely and so you know the the same applies we want to control the controllables we don't want to get too high we don't want to get too low we want to stay nice and even keeled the worst possible thing for you to do is you start to be playing very well and your confidence starts to go up and up and up and all of a sudden you just kind of get lackadaisical and all of a sudden you're not really going through your routine anymore and you're just kind of taking things for granted and you start to get lazy or sloppy or you don't you know, you don't shoot the yardage distance and you just sort of assume, well, it's probably this I've been playing great. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to yank this, this club out of my bag. And so again, it's, it, it doesn't matter whether we're playing well or we're playing horribly. We want to have an honest evaluation. We want to make sure that we are responding the right way and then we got to move on. And, and so that kind of brings us up to the next one, the 10 yards or 10 seconds and heard a story about tiger woods caddy who if tiger was still visibly upset 10 yards past the tee box he was instructed to put the bag down and stand there and wait until tiger came back and sort of got his mind in the right spot and then they would continue on to the next to the to wherever the next shot was going to be Something else that some some of my athletes do that's sort of similar is 10 seconds. They can be as mad as they want as angry as they want they can mumble whatever they want under their breath for 10 seconds but at some point we got to let it go. And just like you brought up, sometimes that's because it was really good. sometimes that's because it was really bad but the point is we've still got more golf to play and so we need to go do we need to go approach the next shot the right way.
0: So what about, Ben, when I'm I'm really trying to focus on the good and, and getting rid of it? I've, I've taken my 10 yards, I've done all that stuff, but it just won't go away. I can't help but continuously think about it, shot after shot.
1: So I know we, we talked about in uh, episode one, the sleep study, where there were people who they they measured the quantity and quality of sleep with dis- different participants. And as stress went up in people's lives, the quantity and quality of sleep went down. And, you know, just like we talked about then, we don't need a study to tell us that. Of course it did. We've all experienced that. But the next part is what's the best part of this study. Then they took journals and they gave them to half of the group. And they said, all right, those of you with the journal... They gave them no instructions other than write down what's on your mind. That was it. And those people, their quantity and quality of sleep improved. Why? It's the same reason to-do lists help my wife keep her sanity. It's the same reason that when, you know, we write stuff down in a diary or a journal, we feel better afterwards. It's because that part of your brain that is just constantly saying, this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, when you write down that to-do list or you write down in that journal it'll say oh okay we'll fix it later so how's this apply to a golfer i i have all my golfers carry around just a little notebook in their bag and during the round if they're let's say they're seven and eight iron for some reason or slicing or hooking or whatever, they just, they don't feel comfortable rather than worrying about it and thinking about it and overanalyzing it. And, oh my gosh, I got to fix this. Maybe I should try to open up my grip. Maybe I should close my stance. Maybe I'm coming too down. Instead of doing all that diagnostics on the course, write it down. Take care of it with your swing coach after the round. Take care of it at the driving range next time you're out there. In the middle of a golf round is not the time for that. And so having that little journal where you can write stuff down is a way when, you know, some of the other stuff, the ways that you want to clear your mind, that 10 seconds or that 10 yards, that it's just not working.
0: All right, so this is all some very easy stuff that we can apply right after the shot, and it's not going to take long. Like you said, it sounds like it's a lot of stuff, but it all happens very, very quickly. Having just an honesty evaluation how was that shot and then what is my response going to be to whichever shot it was was it a good shot or bad shot how am i going to respond and we've gone through the different lists and different types of responses you can have the permission to forget not focusing on the little things that are screwed up and knowing hey we can work on this the next day with our swing coach or whatever it may be but let's just go out there and dominate anything else to add to it as we wrap up here ben
1: I think one other, one other video clip that I love to show when I'm working with teams in person is a guy in a tee box. It's a, it's a dog leg left. There's a pond all the way up the left side of the fairway, all the way up the left side of the green. And he's, he's lined up and he takes a swing. And all of a sudden, this bird just flies into view. And the golf ball hits the bird. And the bird falls down into the water. And then you see the golf ball go into the water and it's funny because you watch you watch a group of guys or a group of gals and and you see their facial expressions as they're watching this and most of them kind of smirk or oh man that that's awful or they they feel bad for the bird or you know a, a range of emotions but then you call on one of them and say so what's going through your mind right now after this happens and almost unanimously they always say something like well i mean bad stuff happens on the course sometimes you just got to forget about it and move on and it's like it's so easy when something out of our control happens like a bird flies in the path of the ball and all of a sudden our ball is is landing in the water but that same person who on the fifth or i'm sorry the fifth tee box the week before when they sliced it into the trees They didn't have that same, well, bad stuff happens. They got all upset about it. They were ticked off. They slammed their driver down on the tee box and it affected their next three shots. And they ended up getting a double bogey on that hole. And so we've got to remember sometimes to just lighten up bad stuff's going to happen. If that kind of image of just, well, if it wasn't for that bird, I'd probably be up there in the middle of the fairway. If that helps you, maybe that's one other thing that you can just, you can put in that toolbox.
0: If you want some more individualized help with the mental side of your game, check out mentaltrainingplan.com golf for our elite golf mindset training program that will help you develop a customized plan to fit your game individually. When you sign up, there will be videos, resources, and things that you can print off to add to your yardage book to take back control of your mind and body during your next round of golf, and it will help you immediately. Hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Be sure to listen to the next one. Where we're going to be talking about the post round uh, mindset. We'd love for you to share this with somebody if you think it would help them out uh, and improve their game. And until the next time, make your plan and put it to work.